Welcome to the F4 Podcast, where faith, family, fun, and finance intersect for a purposeful life. I'm Travis, and with my wife, Rebecca, we are here to guide you on a journey towards financial peace and success. Join us as we explore the realms of personal finance, from saving and budgeting to investing and retirement planning. But we don't stop there. We'll also delve into the deeper meaning behind it all, how aligning our faith and finances can make a lasting impact on the kingdom of God. Get ready to transform your mindset, take control of your money, and become a catalyst for change. Let's dive in. Hi, on today's episode, we're going to talk about the things that we do buy. We established in our second episode our priorities and our goals, and one of those was to enjoy life along the way. We also want to retire early, and so we have to balance those two. We have to figure out how much to save and how much to spend now. Um, And so we have a lot of discussions about what do we want to do now, what do we want to do later. But we're going to talk about, here's some fun things that brought us joy that we decided were worth the money. Um, Some of them are going to be small things. Some of them are going to be very expensive things. Um, but they're worth it to us. And just because it's worth it to us doesn't necessarily mean that it's something you should go buy. I think one of the biggest mistakes a lot of people make in their lives is they look at their parents, for example, and they see their parents have all these good things that they've accumulated over 10 years or 20 years of their life. And then they start their career and try to have all those things in the first year. You know, they spend all their money rapidly trying to accumulate things that took their parents years to accumulate. And so for us, these things that we're about to share, we'll try to slow down and share when we bought them, why we bought them, um, how long did we wait before we bought them, you know, to make sure that we could afford to pay cash for it and not um, severely impact our ability to achieve our other goals and priorities. So it is important to point out that everything we're going to talk about that we purchased, um, other than our house, we saved up to pay cash for. We did not take a loan to pay for any of these things. We waited and budgeted accordingly so that when the time came, we could pay cash and we could buy this stuff guilt-free, yeah, um, stress-free, because we were prepared, we'd saved enough money, and we were able to buy the things that we enjoyed without having to worry about it yeah. at that point in our life. Um, and a lot of times, what did that mean? That meant we had to wait. We had to do, what's it called? Self-discipline. Uh, oh, no, I was thinking delayed gratification. Oh, yes, yeah. But those are, go hand in hand. Yeah. Delayed gratification and self-discipline to wait it out until we could really afford it and not... The alternative is you buy it before you can afford it. Yeah. And then what happens? Well, then you have cash flow problems and you have emergencies that shouldn't even have been emergencies. But because you spent all your money on something you wanted, now when something you need comes up, you can't afford it. Yeah. So. And you will notice um, there are a few things on here that are minimally like small, small expenses. Um, And those were part of learning how to enjoy life along the way while we saved for the big stuff. Yeah. And sometimes those small things like save you time. And so it's worth it Yep. because time is money. Ultimately, um, depending on where you're at in your life, um, saving time is a valuable thing. Yep. All right. So 
number one thing we bought is our house. It's our first purchase as a married couple, probably. And officially. A, yeah. I mean, we maybe bought... You, you know, bought a car. We had a car, the car before we got married, I think. Oh, maybe. Um, and probably before we bought the house. I don't know at this point. It was definitely our biggest purchase as a married yes. couple. We bought our house for approximately $100,000 from my parents for our first house. So it's a lot of debt. Um, but the good thing with a house loan is that it's a collateralized loan, which yep. means at any point you can sell the house and pay off your loan and you're fine. You're not upside down in the loan. And so house debt is very different they appreciate. than types of debt because, yes, it, go ahead. Your house is one of the main things that come with debt where the collateral and the asset will appreciate over time more often than depreciate. Yeah, the house was ultimately worth more when we sold it than when yep. we bought it. Um, whereas a car tends to do the opposite, which is why we are very against doing a car loan for us personally, and we would recommend that for any of our clients not to do a car loan. Yep. Because in general, cars go down in value over time, and so the amount you owe ends up being more than what your car is worth yep. very quickly. And that's a dangerous position to be in. So we bought the house. Um, as opposed to renting a house, um, you want to talk about why it made sense for us to do that? Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Because a lot of people probably would think when they're first starting out, renting makes more sense. And it may. And it may, yes. In our case specifically, we knew we were staying here for five to ten years. Unless God yes, yeah, and intervened. If God, God does what he does, then we follow. But other than that, our plan was to stay put. And because a house appreciates, it's essentially an investment. Right. And so that's why we chose to buy versus rent. Correct. That's a great explanation. Um, and in terms of renting, renting is a good idea if you don't know that you're going to be there for very long. Yep. And the reason for that is when you buy a house with a loan, there's a lot of upfront loan fees. And the appreciation in the short run will not outweigh the cost of those fees. And the interest. And the interest the in the short run. In the long run, you're probably going to make money on that deal. Yeah. But in the short run, not the case. And so if you're only going to be there for a year, maybe two years, renting is probably a good option for you. Um, so that's why we bought the house. Another option Go for ahead. renting, I know a lot of people, especially like who are retired, they prefer to rent because it covers a lot of the maintenance. And so that's another option. So we talked about when we bought it. We talked about why we bought it. Did we buy new or used? Well, that does actually apply to the house because you can buy a new house. We bought a used house, um, an older home. So we were actually got a lot of square footage for the price that we paid yeah. uh, because it nice was an yard. older home and because our parents sold it to us. So yeah, they you probably it. gave us a little bit of a better deal than we would yep. have paid elsewhere. But, you know, one thing we intentionally did not do is buy a house that was way more than we could afford because yeah. you need to take into account how much are your payments going to be on that loan and can you pay those payments and still be able to achieve all your other financial goals. Yeah. Evaluated that and that's why we didn't buy a $250,000 house, for example. And buying the house from your parents set us up with a good history on the house as far as 
maintenance when that had last happened, yeah. when it might come up. That was a, a good thing because, yeah, I knew a lot about the history of the home and what maintenance had been done. Obviously, for most people, you're not going to have that opportunity, but it was a blessing for us to have that. Um, would we buy it again? Um, in this case, would we buy a house again? Absolutely. In fact, we've done that now. We sold that house and bought another house, mm -hmm. um, and now we're working towards paying this one off in full. So, yes, we would do it again. All right. Next thing on our list um, is something that I bought for me, uh, and that's an electric zero-turn mower. It's, there's a couple reasons why I bought that. Number one is electric mowers have less things that can go wrong with them maintenance-wise and things that you're going to have to repair. And I am not a mechanic, and so that's beneficial to me. Number two, no gas. So I don't have to worry about going yeah. to the to the gas station and getting gas and keeping it in can and being able to fill that up all the time or having to. Mm -hmm. And so that's a big benefit. So to me, it was worth it. It's no oil too. No oil changes. There's a lot of, a lot less maintenance with an electric mower. To me, it was definitely worth it. It was quite expensive because yeah. electric mowers are relatively new and it's hard to find a, a used one. I did get a used one, so I didn't pay full retail price yeah. for it. Um, I did shop around until I was able to find a used one. And we didn't buy a electric mower until, wow, 10, probably eight, nine years into our marriage. I think last summer was the first summer. Yeah. So, so I, this, this is, is definitely not something we jumped out there and paid because it was probably, uh, I don't know, it was over 2000 probably close to 4000 Yeah, maybe, I think so. If I remember right. Um, but yeah, we definitely didn't pay that do that until we had a fully funded emergency fund of three to six months plus. We have almost an acre. So it made sense to have a zero turn in general. Yes. And so before that, we just had a cheap gas mower, whatever we could afford. Yep. And eventually I upgraded to a gas zero turn and then now the electric zero turn. To me, 100% worth it. And I would buy it again. Um, and, I, and I think you would agree with this, that we would go through the same process again. Absolutely. I would not have bought this early in our marriage because we couldn't afford it. And I wouldn't have bought it in the middle of our marriage because we prioritized yeah. other things with the limited amount of money that we had at that time. Would you keep the zero turn gas mower and fix it every year like you did for three or four years? If I needed to financially, yes. Yeah. Looking back, that was still, worth the extra I think work. so. At that point in our marriage, we couldn't afford to do otherwise. I don't think it was wise to do otherwise. We could have afforded it, obviously. No, I, I'm but asking because the, the question is, would we do it again? So I so agree. I wouldn't do anything differently, yeah. I think. I think I'm happy with the decisions that we made. I'm happy yeah. with the benefits that we get from it, and I love it. And I wish I could have had it 10 years ago. Yes. But it wasn't wise to buy it back then because no. we didn't have enough It was worth cash. the wait. But it was worth the wait. And it's worth owning now. Yep. That's what I can say about it. Those are great questions. Thank you for asking that. We also have a push weed eater. I also have a battery powered weed eater. And so the push weed eater is gas powered. But with our current yard situation, it's very helpful. Again, I am not a mechanic. And I am also not a beefy yard mowing. Beefy. <laughs> whatever that consists of. I am not a muscular dude. He's an air conditioner, dude. Becca will tell you, I will get it done. He I will. mow the yard. He does it? I don't put it off. I get it done when it needs to be done as much as I can. That being said, though, I want it to be as efficient, streamlined, yep. and get in, get out, get it over with, because it is not my favorite thing to do. By Having any. seasonal allergies 
Doesn't help. Doesn't help. <laughs> no. Oh, I try to, um, short of paying someone else to do it, I had tried to make it as efficient and easy as possible yeah. for me to do. Um, because my time is valuable, and I think everyone should view their time as valuable. So you want to use it as best we can. It's a yep. Time is a gift from God, and I think we need to utilize it as best possible. Um, that said, it is also a command from God to take care of your household, your family, and the things that God's blessed you with. And so that's yep. what I try to do. Um, at some point, I'm sure there'll come a day where it makes more sense for me to pay someone else to do it. Yeah, and we've had periods in our life I can think of one or two summers where that is what we did. Yeah. Because we only had a push mower and that wasn't worth it. Or our health wasn't good enough yeah. to be able to, or we were taking care of your health at the mm-hmm. time. And we just had to prioritize other things. Yeah. But in general, right now, it makes most sense, I feel like, for me to to do it. I think as God blesses us with new business opportunities, the time will come when we'll have to pay someone else to mow. Yeah. Um, so all of those things to me are worth it. I'm happy we bought it. I bought almost all of them used. The electric weed eater was like 150 bucks new, so I definitely bought that new. Partly because the electric batteries degrade over time, and so buying them used um, is hit and miss. And yeah. so to me, that one was worth buying new. Um, but because all the other it was stuff I bought used, it wasn't much more. Yeah, buying it used wouldn't have saved us much money, and you risk the quality of the... Yeah, it was like the cost of the battery, but it came with the machine, too. Right. And so those are are all things that I think were worth it. Would buy again. I think we did everything pretty much as wisely as we could have. Not to brag. But I think we made... We will get to some other things. We made good, godly, wise decisions in those regards. We're definitely going to talk about some things... That that, were not. That were not. um, Let me put that on here, because... I don't think it's on here. I think when we made this list, we primarily put things we were uh, proud that we bought and thought it was worth it. But I'll tell you one that wasn't worth it. Let's just go ahead and jump into that. You okay. know what it was? Boat. It was definitely the boat. I bought a boat, which also meant you I bought had a, to truck. Have a truck and insurance and lots of other stuff that goes along with that. Um, I probably used the boat 10 times. Don't get me wrong. I like fishing and I enjoyed it. But having the boat was just... The cost per fishing trip was way too high. Yeah. When you average in the cost of the boat and the cost of the truck and the maintenance cost of everything, it just wasn't worth it to me. When you were working full time then. Yeah, I was working for at least 40 hours a week. And just even the learning curve of backing a boat up. Sure. Wasn't always worth the effort and time and stress. No. I mean, we just, so long story short, we sold the boat. It was a bad idea for us. Lesson learned. And we... Did other things with that money. I wish we had never bought that and learned the easy way, but we didn't. And we tried it and we learned our lessons and here we are. So let's talk about maybe some other things that we did enjoy buying that we thought were worth it. You want to jump into that? This is how nerdy we are. We uh, priced the difference between paper plates versus paper boats. Versus coffee filters. And when she says paper boats, that's like what a hot dog would come in at Sam's Club or when you get nachos. The Concession stand, yeah. Container. We call those boats. I know that's probably not the common term. Oh, you pro- yeah, it's like a food tray, I guess. It's a food tray. That's the That's probably term. the term. Yeah, so paper food trays. Well, that's our boats. Term. This is the only boats we buy now. <laughs> that's right. Um, and so what we ultimately decided was we... We like having both of those. We have paper plates, 
We buy paper food trays. Yeah. And we also buy paper coffee filters. And we use those sometimes for food as well. Yeah. And we like having paper plates that are a decent quality. So that's what we were comparing. And we buy them all from Sam's Club in bulk so that we have that. I know lots of people, there are people out there. And I don't know if I'm the rare one or if they're the rare one. Because I know there are people that do not use paper plates at all. Yeah. They only use actual Specifically referring to like finance people too. Yeah. This is probably a huge savings that some people could do. Yeah. Um, Our dishes would never get done. And I don't know which one is more common. People that use paper plates. When I grew up, we all always used paper plates. Yeah, I think we had real plates and we use them sometimes. Like if you were going to cut a steak, you don't want a paper plate for that. (laughs) But we always use paper plates. That was the norm for me. What about you? Trying to remember, I feel like midway through there was a shift where we started using paper plates more when my stepbrothers lived with us because all of a sudden the children in the home doubled and my dad would work out of town. And so paper plates was just worth it. But before that, like we washed our dishes. And so we try to be financially conscious about our usage of them. We've even done the math to see that, you know, how much is a paper plate versus a paper food tray Versus a coffee filter. Coffee filters are really cheap, by the way. Yep. And, and they're so great for holding potato chips. They're great for snacks, yeah, and chips and whatever. We try to use the cheapest thing, the coffee filter, when the time is appropriate. If yep. we're just having a dry snack, um, like chips heavy. or popcorn or whatever, a lot of times we'll use the coffee filters. That's just something weird we do because we try to save money. We try to save it's money. Probably not for everyone. And not waste our time on too many dishes. Uh, yeah, so it's pro- I'm probably being um, playing both sides of the fence here because we're wasting money, some would say. on. It's almost, plates. yeah, all three are wastes, right? Yeah, um, because you could just do the other stuff. But to me, for us, because we work or have worked in high dollar value industries, our time per hour is pretty valuable. And so if I can save time by doing this and not and having to do fewer dishes i can use that time yeah for more profitable things and make back that the 10 cents i spent on the paper plates or whatever i can easily offset by the hundreds of dollars i can use that time for to make more money so yeah i don't want to talk about paper plates too much but for us it's worth it for you it might not be that's a question you have to ask yourself and decide and see where does that fit in your priorities the next one so electric toothbrush. And how do you feel about that one? Oh, I think it has been worth it. So number one, they're not that expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get a good one for less than $50. Yeah. And quality of teeth cleanliness far exceeds. Way better. Um, less room for damage too. I was actually surprised because I've, I didn't get one until I was married. I don't think. Yeah. I had one from like mid middle school or high school. That my grandparents got all of us one. Uh-huh. And I just had it for like probably 10 years, recently got a new one. So I would say I used to hate going to the dentist because the dental cleanings, I just hated that. Not that I love it now, but my cleanings are way faster yep. and way less scrapey, <laughs> I guess. Uh, I don't really know what to call that, but um, they're way smoother and I don't mind going to the dentist as much. So to me, absolutely worth it yes i wish i had had gotten one way sooner in life yeah if i had known that they were that beneficial i would have bought my own back when i had a part-time job but it seems when you compare it to the two dollar toothbrush fifty dollars is a lot of money 
I had no idea though how beneficial it was. Yeah, it's yeah. so much better. And again, fifty dollars is kind of an expensive one. I think you can get them for probably like thirty. They know, have for just they a have generic, super not generic, but an Oral B low end. Yep, like the battery kinds. Yeah, or even yeah, you could start there. But even the rechargeable battery Oral B, I think, is twenty five thirty bucks. Yeah, um, we'll try to post a link to that on Amazon so that if you're interested, in that you can get it. Um, at some point, we're going to set up an affiliate account with Amazon so you can uh, buy it through our link, and hopefully that'll give us just a small amount of um, kickback when you do, and that'll help us out. It doesn't cost you any extra, so feel free to support us that way if you do decide to buy one. Yeah, definitely worth it. Yeah, what and else? now we have water picks, oh, which yeah. has also been kind of life-changing. They're pretty beneficial. Uh, Not as necessary. no. The toothbrush to me is a necessity. Yes. Especially as someone that doesn't like the dentist. Even when we, like when we go on vacation and bring those tooth, just a normal toothbrush that you get from the dentist office, when I come back, I'm so happy to have my electric toothbrush again. To me, the water pick is more of a convenience because I don't enjoy flossing either. No, it, uh, it's just things we buy. Compared, no, I agree. But compared to the toothbrush, I'm just saying I would hands down... If you could uh, only in terms of one. would you buy again, absolutely would buy an electric toothbrush, hands down. We'll always buy we'll an always electric buy, toothbrush. Uh, if I could, if mine died tomorrow, I would go buy it. Yep. Yeah, the water pick, you know, I like using the disposable flossers that you can get that are like a one-time use and it comes on a little stick. Yeah, I like that. Um, that's a great alternative if you don't want to go the water pick route. But I like the water pick too. Yeah, it's nice. Would I buy it again? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. I would maybe just go with the flosser. Which, like, the what one I you? uh So the one I have is way less expensive than yes. the one you have. And it's great. There's all kinds. There's, I like, just, little handhelds, and then there's the ones that have, like, that you put on your seat. Oh, I just mean, I would probably buy mine again. Yeah. Because it's just not that expensive. 10 or 15 Yeah. The version I have is probably $20, $25. Mm -hmm. um, and they go all the way up to $100, depending yeah. on what caliber you want. So we were maybe split on that. She would probably buy hers more so than I would. I'd be perfectly content to just use the... I could go without it. The small flossers. Yeah. I would use just regular floss. Yeah. We're getting too much into this. Maybe so. So another thing we spend money on is stuff at the Dollar Tree. And primarily Becca. Yes, me. Talk about what, what and why you like to buy at the Dollar Tree. So, yes, this is one of those... We are not sponsored by Dollar Tree. <laughs> but if you're listening... All right, no. carry on. But, look, but shop our Amazon list. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. But um, this is one of those things where if I just, I shop at Dollar Tree more for entertainment, to be honest. Brings you joy. Brings me joy. And it's a way of curbing my desire to spend money. Retail therapy. Thank you. Retail therapy in a cheap, inexpensive, doable fashion. So I can go with $10 and buy eight or nine things. And I feel like I got a lot. Because what I've learned is for me, novelty is really what brings me those little moments of joy. See episode about healthcare and Becca's problems to see the ADHD novelty reasons. It's a thing. Sorry, I phrased that poorly. But um, no, it's true though. What's yeah. true? Well, like, so I'll get stir crazy if I don't leave the house a lot. And one way to help me feel better about that is novelty. Just any kind of novelty. But I am also cheap. And so I don't want to spend money on things that are expensive. But I can buy like 10 or 20 things at Dollar Tree. 
depending on where our budget lies. Yeah, and then you don't have to feel guilty about yeah. just blowing a bunch of money on... But it's huge, like, dopamine. Silly things. Yeah. For the yeah. little bit of dollars. So it's definitely worth it. Uh, and Dollar Tree is cheap enough that you've been able to do that for most points in our marriage. Yeah, even now, when obviously we... Obviously, you don't want to do that every day. But oh, yeah. Within like, reason. Yeah. That's something you could do. And Even back when we were saving almost everything. Still felt good. I could it. still yeah. go spend, like... $10 a month or so at Dollar Tree. So would you buy again? Yes. yes. <laughs> Another thing that we purchased and we feel good about that we're uh, definitely worth it is cars that get good gas mileage. Yeah. Most of the expense when you buy a car is in the gas. It's We think in terms of, um, you know, I spent, assuming you're going to keep this car for a long time, the gas is the bigger expense. And we think that, oh, it's uh $15,000 car, that's where most of the money lies. But in reality, when your gas is 3 to $4 a gallon, which it is right now, yeah, well, that adds up. Mm-hmm. And over the lifetime of the car, the bulk of the expenses and the maintenance. Which is another reason we don't have a truck. Correct. Um, so to me, we love the cars, uh, but we didn't start out with those cars. We yeah. started out with high mileage vehicles and definitely were not newer model cars. Yes, but... They were still higher miles per gallon, better right. gas mileage. So we balanced what we could afford and what we wanted to keep having to afford. Right. Um, but we bought the cars that we could afford at the time yep. to pay cash for. We didn't get a car loan. No, but so within that budget, we looked for the best option. Yeah, but, but we definitely didn't get newer cars. And so later in our marriage, when we finally had a fully funded emergency fund, plus a large amount of savings toward retirement, we went and paid cash for the two cars that we have today. Yeah, these are the first cars where we both got newer vehicles. And how good did it feel to go buy an $18,000, $16,000 car with cash? Felt great. It was amazing. I don't, I kind of want to brag about that. <laughs> right? I think you deserve to because we put up with cars that were not top of the line and had minimal features yep. and whatever for a long time until we could finally go pay cash. And we did. We withdrew the money and we yep. paid cash for those cars. Both cars cost us probably about somewhere between sixteen and $18,000 each, uh, roughly. Yep. We got a great deal on mine. That's beside the point. And before that point, though, we started out with the two, the two chunker cars, as Travis calls them. And we would upgrade one when we could and keep the other one mm-hmm. and then eventually upgrade that one when we could and keep the most recent one. Right. And we slowly worked our way up to the point that we could then buy, I think we bought them like a month apart, both of our vehicles now. So we talked about when we bought them, we, we waited to buy good cars until we could afford to pay cash for them and still have plenty of and cash. slowly upgrade over. over and over. Yeah. And we slowly upgraded over time. But when we did buy the cars, we paid cash, and we made sure we had plenty of cash left over. We didn't spend all of our cash. No, we saved up even ahead of time, knowing that we would need a new car soon. Right. And then, did we buy new or used? Used. We bought both used cars. We would not probably buy a brand new car. I think that's uh, overkill. We bought my car off the lot. It was a used car for a But it was used. It was about... Yours is a 2018, and we bought it probably in 2021. Yeah. So it was about three years old, um, which is a relatively new car. And we were fortunately blessed over time to be able to do that. Mm. And then would we buy it again? 
Yes. If I were going backwards and making those same decisions, absolutely, we would make the same decisions. We, I think we did the right thing yeah. with the cars. Yeah. Proud of those decisions. All right. Moving on. We bought a... Massage chair. Massage chair. And we love it. So good. Uh, now, it is wonderful. Like the cars, though, the one we currently have, it's not the first one. Not the one we, we started. So our first massage chair that we bought, we probably paid two fifty to three hundred for. I think. I think so. And it was a older model and not cosmetically in the best mm-hmm. appearance, but it functionally worked great. Yeah, it was great. We enjoyed it for many years. But well, that was the one you sold to your parents. Uh, maybe because they liked it, <clears throat> and they wanted one. I'm not sure. And then we upgraded to the other one. But yes. The one that we currently have, we um, waited for years because the we saw this model that we wanted at Berkstone. Oh, brand new. And brand new. And it was on sale at the time that we they were clearing it out. We almost bought a brand new one. So retail price of the, the one that we own now is $3,500. At the time, yeah. We almost were able to buy it at the time for like $2,800, I think, from them. And we passed on that because it was more money than we thought was worth it at the yep. time. We didn't want to. We currently it. had one at home. It's not like we needed one. We definitely had the money at the time. It just wasn't, didn't fit our values at the time to spend Mm -hmm. that much money on it of our total net worth. Mm -hmm. And so we waited. Then we saw one on Facebook Marketplace for um, $2,500, I think, from Furniture Factory Outlet. We talked about it. And what did we decide? Not worth it yet. Not yet. Um, So we delayed. And then we saw one on Marketplace, I think, for $1,200, maybe $1,000. It was $1,400 or $1,500. It was about the same, was it? Yeah. Long story short, we, I think, bought it for a thousand. Yes. After we negotiated. Turns out that lady had bought it from Furniture Factory Outlet, and she had paid the full price that they were asking, and she had saved it and not used it very much, and she just decided that she didn't get to use it often enough to right. want to keep it, and so she'd rather see it go to someone else. And so we were able to get it for $1,000, I yeah. think. Same one we saw just a few months earlier. Yeah, and the same model that we had wanted for Brookstone. Yep. And so patience is the key. Does that always pay off? No. But in Wait, case, it always pays off. Well, I mean, it doesn't always pay off so specifically. Yeah, it doesn't always work out the way it did for us. I'm not saying it'll work out that way for you, but um, patience is your friend when trying to find a good deal on something. Yep. And so we were able to get exactly what we wanted for a fraction of the price because we were patient. We talked about when we bought it, why we bought it. Well, why we bought it is because who wouldn't buy a massage chair? They're if fantastic. You can, it's if so you can good. Right. Don't go into debt for one or anything. No, but if you no. have the extra money, they're wonderful. We love it. Um, it's cheaper than going to them, like getting a massage off re- frequently. It's awkward. <laughs> less, oh, so less awkward. Oh, so we bought that. Would we buy one again? Yes. Probably. We've bought multiples because yes. we have upgraded this as well. Um, we probably wouldn't pay full price for one. No, still wouldn't. We'd, we would just wait it out until we got a great deal, but yep. we probably would buy one again. Let's do one more. Oh, uh, home theater. Oh, yeah. So we have a projector, projector screen, video game console stuff, excuse me, video game console stuff like that, uh, that we really enjoy. And most of that I piecemealed together from Facebook Marketplace, bought it used. So again, when we bought it, we've bought various home theater type stuff over the course of our marriage, always pretty much used most of the time. And we've always just a kind few of piece- black Friday deals. Yeah. Um, and we've piecemealed them together. We now have a surround sound, a home theater or a surround 3D sound, projector, 3d projector, 
all of that before any of the trolls in the comments are like, don't tell people what you have because someone will steal it. Uh, it's all bolted to the wall. <laughs> so don't try. You're wasting your time. Um, it'll take you more time to steal it than it's worth. But yeah, because we paid. Huh? Because we don't pay top dollar for things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, if, if someone really wants to steal it, uh, okay. No, God, we'll pray you, for you. You probably need it more than I do. Yep. Um, but anyway, um, so we bought those. We piecemealed them together from yard sales to Facebook Marketplace, a little bit on eBay maybe. And now we have something that we enjoy. Uh, I love watching nature documentaries and stuff oh, like that, so nice. along with playing video games. And we do that together. It's something yep. fun that we enjoy. Would we buy it again? Absolutely. Yes, Mario is like a foot tall. Oh, I love playing Mario on the projector. It's fantastic. He's life-size, and it's like my childhood has Alive. manifested Come to itself. Life. Come to life. <laughs> yes, it's wonderful. Um, so I love it. We hope this episode about what we spend money on has been helpful for you, that it has motivated you to create your own spending goals. Talk to your spouse if you're married, and maybe you guys can talk about what kind of things you want to prioritize in your marriage and what things you want to save towards, or maybe what things aren't a priority for you. We've had those discussions as well. Hopefully, by discussing those things or by sitting down with yourself and prioritizing, that'll help you live your best life and create savings goals that work for you. Because ultimately, you can um, buy things that bring you joy, even if they cost a lot of money, Yeah. if you budget for them. And delayed gratification and self-discipline, those are the keys to being able to buy those things guilt-free and stress-free. Yeah. Um, and we're glad truly we, bringing in joy. Yeah. And because we um, waited for the appropriate times to buy them, we were able to enjoy them. Had we bought them on credit or whatever, I think we would have been more stressed out about owning them than the joy that yep. it brought us. And so paying cash for them and waiting, that was beneficial. Yeah. Definitely would do it again. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you'll tell your friends and family about our podcast and YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe so you get all the latest episodes. As always, you can message us on Facebook or Instagram at Bolton Financial Coaching with your questions or topic ideas. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, we'll cover anything from faith, family, fun, and finance. So be sure to ask any of those related questions, and we'll try to get to them in a future episode. We love you guys, and that's all for now. Goodbye. That wraps up another empowering episode of the F4 Podcast. Remember, it's not just about the dollars and cents, but about building the kingdom of God in every aspect of your life. We hope you've gained valuable insights on how to navigate the world of personal finance while prioritizing faith, family, and fun. Take what you've learned today and apply it with intentionality. Together, let's sow seeds of financial wisdom and make a difference. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and share it with others who are seeking financial peace and a higher purpose. Until next time, keep living F4, prioritizing faith, family, fun, and finance.